Welcome to the Sports Mindset, folks. I'm your host, Khalil Calloway, as always, here with Matt Camacho and the special guest of the day, um, NFL expert, um, Max Green. <laughs> Max Green, you know, we talked... We talked about this earlier uh, in the week that we were going to try to get an NFL draft show, and we got Rappaport himself, Max Green, on the call here. Uh, very excited for him to be on the show. So, Max, thank you for being here as always. Yeah, no problem. I'm, you know, I always try my I always try to be uh, to do my best to get on here. I'm, I'm no I'm no draft expert though. Let's, let's not get anything too crazy over here. Yeah, but I mean, dude, you're on it, bro. And we finally have the video podcast, so you guys can. Uh, see what the hell we're doing when we're talking uh get a get a mix of our faces and understand what's going on but uh dude let's just get right into it bro jaguars got the number one pick um we had technical difficulties before but we're gonna just say it again um i'm going aiden hutchinson because he is talented so why not take the guy um edge out of michigan had a phenomenal year and I think he's best to pair with Josh Allen. I think it's great. I think it's very helpful for the Jaguars. And I think it's going to help their defense uh, that they built in free agency. So that's who I'm going to go with. Now, Matt, Matt, how are your steak and beans? God forbid you can't eat. Yeah, Shad Khan wants Hutchinson. Trent Baalke wants Trayvon Walker. Is the rumor? It's it's only rumored. Yeah, well, I mentioned it. You know how uh, Baalke wants Walker. I don't think it's the right pick. I think Hutchinson is the right pick, but I think they're going to go Walker. There's just, there's something about it. And hey, even if I'm going to mention this again, Trayvon Walker is not a bad player. He's he might be arguably the most athletic, physically athletic freak in the draft in terms of like what he can do. Just when you look at a guy like Hutchinson, it really should be him, but. I can't do it, and I just don't trust Jacksonville to make the right call on this one. And Balky has gone in his way too much with free agency moves and everything else. So I'm going to say Trayvon Walker just because there's just too much smoke, too much smoke. And, and when Peter King came out with it last night saying that it's very real, Peter King, I'm um, in his mock draft, he didn't say it was Trayvon Walker, but he said, I believe his was Evan Neal or uh, Ika McQuanu, I believe, in his. But he said there's going to be a surprise pick at one. It's not going to be someone you're expecting, so... I'm going with what they're saying where it's going to be some kind of surprise pick, and I think the surprise is Trayvon Walker. Just to let you know, folks, if Kyle Hamilton ends up being that surprise pick, I win $180. So You know, um, it sucks, too, because he's slipping a lot. He's been slipping a lot, and he yeah, really should be higher than very, he is. Very odd. Max, can you explain to us, uh, I mean, two prospects that we've been looking at who were originally in the top five, are now falling maybe outside of the top five in Kayvon Thibodeau and Kyle Hamilton. Why are they falling, Max? Because, you're again, you are the draft expert, so... I'm about the draft expert, but um, 
Thibodeau, it's just this false narrative of how he's like, oh, you're too confident to play. And like, people are, scouts are just overthinking it with Thibodeau. I don't, I think it's very overblown, very not, a very much a non-issue. That's just not, that's being played up as, oh, he's too confident when you again have Sauce Gardner calling himself the best in the draft. Kayvon Thibodeau says it in an interview, it's now a problem. Thibodeau, if he does fall in the top five, I think it's just a matter of teams just drafting more for need and drafting more of their guys. If he were the fallout, that would be the reason I think a Thibodeau would fall out. I don't think it's anything of these off-the-field concerns. For Kyle Hamilton, just didn't have a good pro day. That's really what it is with him. His pro day ran a very slow 40 for what you were expecting of him. I forget the official time, but I remember people were not happy... Ran a particularly slowish 40, so that's kind of what it is. He And there's a couple other aspects, too, at his pro day that people are not happy about. And then it becomes this. And now with Stingley really rising up the board again, Derek Stingley has now risen up the board again. And it's really, you got, those are your two secondary guys. It's either Stingley at corner or Hamilton at safety. One of them is going to get bumped out, bumped out lower and then expected because of it. And right now... Kyle Hamilton has been trending in a negative direction because of all those factors, whereas Stingley is trending upwards, getting healthy from his injury. Yeah, I mean, I I was just wondering on that because uh, the level of concern is is real. It's a real thing. I I that's what I would say. I, so I just wanted to know that information. Now I'm going to go with the Lions pick um, here, which I think. It's a tough one because I did say before, uh, I did say that I was going to go with, uh, what's his name? I was going to go with Evan Neal because I think that's the right pick. But now that I'm thinking about it from, you know, a Lions perspective, Jared Goff is your quarterback right now. And it's not that Jared Goff is bad, right? But at the same time, you kind of want somebody behind him, you know, that has promise and potential to be that franchise quarterback. And I think Malik Willis is honestly that pick. I think, you know, Malik Willis has the speed. He has the talent. Um, there's still a lot of unsures about Malik Willis and this quarterback class maybe as a whole. But um, I'm going to go with Malik Willis. And, uh, Matt, I'm just going to let you know. Just look at my text of what I sent you because, uh, uh, dude, dude, I just realized you're not seeing Matt because he's a producer right now. <laughs> he's the producer. Yeah, so um, we're going to add him as a guest so you can see him eat all the food that he, he's going to eat in a sec. Yo, you finished your steak and beans. Um, but Max, while Matt is having his uh, technical difficulty. Um, uh, Wait, I, I see him. I see Matt. I sent you a link. You can see him, but he's not recording. You see how the, the red circle is? Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, just uh, I sent you the link. I texted you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Um, well, I can uh, touch on this, and just to respond to your pick to begin with, I'm, I, I do not, I personally don't have the guts to really say that they're gonna go walk, that they're gonna go Willis, but I have no issue with that pick, and I think it's a very real possibility because at this point, it's it's a, it's a quarterbacks league, and people are going to reach. And at this point, the Lions have a choice; they can either get the best player on the board, which is what I'm going to have them doing, because in my scenario, Aiden Hutchinson is on the board, played at Michigan, and could come back to Detroit, and they will rush to the board to get him. But I think Malik Willis is a very real option here at number two 
that should not get overlooked any whatsoever. And I'm, I like people who like to do that because that's also, if that happens, watch this draft just get absolutely thrown in the chaos very quickly yeah. in these first two picks if that happens. Totally agree. But the pick for me is Hutchinson because I have him here with Jacksonville slipping up and taking Walker, which is Bulky's guy. Totally agree. All right, Matt, who we got at two, bro? So I said Hutchinson at one. And I was explaining this match, actually. I think, uh, you know, you take Dan Campbell, a uh, big football guy, big, big, like, into, like, the whole culture and all that. More, more, It seems more so than other coaches. And I think he's going to see right through the smoke. I think he's going to look at Kayvon Thibodeau and be like, we got ourselves what should have been the number one overall pick. And he's a great defensive anchor. I mean, last year you pick um, – who's that cornerback that was picked, like, third or fourth? Detroit picked him. Uh, Corn- the, Jeff the one that the Lions picked? Jeff Okuda. Jeff Okuda. That was two years ago. That was two years ago? My fault. Well, you pick him up, you, you st- and the moves you make are more defensive-based. Like in this offseason, they picked up um, a linebacker and a safety along with DJ Chark at wide receiver. I don't think you pick a weapon this early, like number two. That's insane. We haven't seen that since Barkley. And I just think that they're going to go with their defensive anchor at the line at Kayvon Thibodeau. And it's also very deep with, like, weapons, like, particularly wide receiver. It's a much more deeper class than I would say front-loaded. That so is very just true. To touch on that, just to touch on that point of uh, waiting on the weapons, because I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, as, as simple as that. So, now let's get into number three. The Texans got number three. I'm going to make this very simple. Evan Neal is still on the board. Um, as we do, um, maybe some of us know, the Texans are – Looking to kind of build around Davis Mills right now. They like what Davis Mills did in his rookie year, which I think he did have a good season uh, for what it was when he came in. He played pretty well. He did what he needed to do. Uh, He honestly got uh, Texans in some close games, honestly some wins that maybe they shouldn't have even had in the first place. But I think Evan Neal is the pick here. Build around the O-line. Or build around, I'm sorry, Davis Mills. Build around him. Try to make him a better player and try to make him more – you know, in the pocket. So I'm going to go with uh, Evan Neal here as the pick for the Houston Texans. Um, I could quickly go next, then. I'm going to agree with you right on. I think Evan Neal is the pick here. I think I think unless – um, I don't know I don't know if the Texans are the team for them, though. I know I still have them on the board there. I just don't know if that's who they personally want. I feel like they're very comfortable on the defensive line, and – which I feel like offensive line is a much more pressing need for them with how bad it is. Because if you want to give Davis Mills a shot, you got to throw someone in front of him. If you want to start running the ball, you got to throw someone in front of them. So for me, go get the most polished, the most polished offensive tackle in this draft, and just stick with it. Evan Neal, I think, is a very safe pick. I think it's a very simple pick. And then the Texans, they come back in, I believe, with the 13th pick will come back in, get a chance there to maybe pick that defensive player a little bit later. Or weapon. Yes, they are at 13, yeah. All right, okay. so I don't want to be different for the sake of just being different. So I originally think that Evan Neal is going to go to Houston. Again, building around Davis Mills. I don't think – I think it would be very dumb for Houston to, because there's been talk of them maybe taking a quarterback. I think it's very dumb because Davis Mills has shown some promise um, amidst the whole Deshaun Watson thing. Like if he's going to play or not, he handled it very well. Uh, I think with this pick though, you give him a guy that can actually protect him and can help him out given that the Texans have made 
uh, defensive pickups in the offseason. So I think you go with Evan Neal for this one. All right, now number four, New York Jets. So Matt and I were talking about this yesterday, and I kind of did a little bit of research, more research, that the Jets were targeting Jermaine Johnson. And I like Jermaine Johnson, man. I like Jermaine Johnson. I like this pick. He reminds me a lot of Micah Parsons. I think he's the pick. I think the Jets should take Jermaine Johnson. And I, and you know, as much as Kayvon Thibodeau is there, as much as Trayvon Walker is there, I feel like taking Jermaine Johnson, taking that maybe that little, like, a risk at the same time, but as much as Kayvon Thibodeau and uh, Trayvon Walker are talented, I like the Jermaine Johnson pick for the Jets here. I feel like it's such a Jets move. Um, it begins with a J, the double J of the Jets. That's what I'm going. It's actually Rain's a triple up. J, because if he's the second, it's like junior. JJJ, you see what I mean? Can I get a JJJ loan? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it on. I think I don't know if Max has the same pick as me, but given all of these, given all these people, you got Hutchinson, you got Thibodeau, you got Neil. In my opinion, uh, at four, I think the Jets they kind of flirted with the idea of adding a, a Chandler Jones, adding an ad, adding an edge presence. I think they go ahead with that, and I think they take Trevon Walker. You know, fallen from the number one projected pick that Balky wanted, and he's still a really great talent. So I think he's going to go number four to the New York Jets. I feel like I just took that. Um, I just took a, a, a what's that guy in draft day that go, that was the number one pick that nobody was uh, going to take. Something Mac. Yep. yep, yep, that's my. Pick. I will be watching draft day before the draft. Let's just put it that way. So I'll, I'll when great, I uh, great, when I inevitably do my viewing, I will tell you what his full name is. Sunny Weaver. Um, some very interesting picks. Um, this is actually where I think, you know, Tra- the Trayvon Walker pick, I've been so, like, convinced that he's just going to go number one. I forgot. This is, like, a range where I think Trayvon Walker makes a lot more sense with that raw physical ability. The Jermaine Johnson thing, I personally haven't heard a ton about it. I believe it. I definitely believe it with all the rumors going around. I think it would be a big reach. <laughs> I think it'd be a really big reach for where – especially with some of the other guys who are on the board, at least from my perspective. For me, though, there's just been this player. I, I don't know what it is. He just – something about it. I think the Jets want him, and I think the Jets want Sauce Gardner. I don't know why, but I think Sauce Gardner's the pick for them at four. And I think they're going – I've heard some rumors that it may be – they might be Stingley guys over Gardner, but I'm going to trust my original gut, and I've been saying it for a while. For me, I'm going with my gut here. Sauce Gardner at that's number four. That's a great four. pick. I, again, I like the pick, and that's my next pick for the New York Giants. Sauce Gardner. Uh, real quick, um, can I ask you something? Are we going – what team are we going up to? Uh, you guys want to go top 10, top 15? I could, I could do 15. I could do, I could do as long as you guys want, honestly. I could do top yeah, 15. I could do, I could do whatever. All right, we'll do 15 for now, and then we'll see where we go from there. Um, but number five. Sauce Gardner, man. I like Sauce Gardner. Uh, you hear the rumors about James Bradbury getting traded, and I think these rumors are going to be true, and they're going to find that replacement for Bradbury as in Gardner. Uh, Gardner has not allowed a touchdown at Cincinnati. He has not allowed a touchdown in high school. I think he's a great pick for the Giants. I feel like he can honestly, honestly give them a lot of, uh, I don't want to say swag, sort of. I think it's more of like a great pick for the fans. It's more of a fan favorite pick, 
and I, I like it, and he's one of the talented uh, options. So I'm going to go with Gardner. Okay, that's 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 a good pick, honestly. Um, a little bit of a spoiler: I have him as the uh, the Giants are the fifth. I have him as the seventh, just because there's a little bit of a gap in between. And I think Carolina would impact that. I think at number five, I think the Giants are going to try to help out Dan Jones, Saquon Barkley a bit. I think they're going to go ahead and draft Iki Iquanu. I think that that's a. I think that's a, that's a pretty solid pick. I think that it really gives them that that foundation that they've really been looking for on the offensive line. It's been a big issue so far, and Giants fans are going to kill huh? you if they hear that. Giants fans might kill you if they hear that. They, they shouldn't. They, they, they sh- <laughs> that's the right. Wait, pick. wait, wait, wait. And based on oh, sorry, go ahead. Wait, just wait till my seventh pick about that, and I'll I'll tell you why. Like it should be Ika McQuanu, but it but. For now, Wait, but, but why, why did you guys look like that when I said that? Was it was it a weird pick? Well, he looked for one reason. I looked for because I I'm gonna save why I looked for my seventh pick because it ties in more into what my seventh right. pick's gonna so be. You didn't, you didn't like that? I, I did that. I did that look because I, I think you have the right. Pick. The Giants fans, I feel like that would be a type of pick where they would be like this guy. But Giants fans are never well, Giants fans are never satisfied. It's something they need. O line is something. No, they, not only is it something he needs. This is a guy who could be better than Evan Neal. There is yes. there is not a large drop off between him and Evan and Neal. And to have him at five. No, I, again, I I don't disagree with the pick, but I feel like it's something that the Giants fans like. I would love to see on like draft day the reaction to that. It's like a Kristaps Porzingis pick. Something that could really be great in the long run. All right, Max, go ahead. Number five, Giants first pick. Well, I can't let this guy fall too much farther. And in this scenario, if this guy's available at number five, the Giants are going to rush to it. And then they'll take this the number seven pick, which is the guy I think they, I've heard they actually want. We'll get to that, though. Kayvon Thibodeau, though, number five. He's fallen too far. If he's getting past both New York teams, something is up. So I think if he's on the – I think it was tough to even between the Jets because I think if the, he's on the board for the Jets at four, wouldn't be surprised if he goes there. But I think – the Jets, I think the Jets go bolster the secondary. Kayvon Thibodeau falls right into the Giants' lap, and they quickly take him at number five. Okay. Well, I am not going Kayvon Thibodeau for my next pick. I am going Trayvon Walker, okay. who's going to go to Carolina. Okay. Um, why would they not pick Kayvon Thibodeau? Uh I don't know. It's the Panthers. I didn't really have a reason. I don't know really much about the two. Uh, I think Kayvon might be better. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's a Panthers move. It won't really make much sense right now. But, you know, maybe maybe Trayvon Walker becomes that talent that, you know, Jacksonville was saying, like, hey, I could take this guy at one and could be good for Carolina in the long run. Maybe pair him with Brian Burns. Maybe I, I I'm not really short. Max does he play much of middle linebacker or he? Oh, uh, Walker's plays an edge head? guy. Walker's an edge. edge. Okay, okay. Then we'll go with him. Yeah, <laughs> we'll go with him. No, I think it's a good pick. I don't think there's anything wrong with. Again, this is like the range I think Trayvon Walker should be viewed in. It's just that he's currently not. Um, I could quickly go with my six pick. Just to mention, by the way, a new report coming out from the Panthers. A new rumor. They're apparently in love with Trevor Penning, the University of Northern Iowa offensive tackle. There's that's a new rumor oh, coming out. Oh, the six-two guy. Hmm? 
The six two. He's six two. I was looking at all their sizes yesterday. Yeah, like he's very. He's a very interesting player. A lot of teams are falling in love with him because he had a really good Senior Bowl. I'm not the biggest fan, but just just thought I'd drop that. And then you know you mentioned the Brian Burns. Like I think the Trayvon Walker works too because Brian Burns. I believe they just picked up his fifth year, uh, his fifth year option a couple hours before <coughs> we uh, came on air here. So yeah, no, definitely a good pick. But for me. I don't let, I I don't believe the smoke that they're t- that Baker Mayfield's coming. I don't believe the Jimmy Garoppolo smoke. And I look at two things. The owner David Tepper of the Carolina Panthers went to where? He went to Pitt. I'm not going to be done. Matt Rule when he was at Temple, who did he have in his office holding a Temple jersey? He had Kenny Pickett recruited right before he left to go take the Baylor job. I think Kenny Pickett is the pick here for the Panthers. I think it's I don't I don't think he's bad. I think he's the most pro ready for a team that needs a guy to slot in quicker. Cause I think he's I think he's more ready like to go tomorrow than Malik Willis. I think Malik Willis' upside is a lot more tremendous. I think he will be the better quarterback. But if we're talking about the guy who can start tomorrow between Pickett and Willis, I'd give it to Pickett, and I just like the connections. And the connections just work. The the offense he runs works a lot better too. So I'm gonna go Kenny Pickett here, the first quarterback off the board at number six. That's that's a great pick, honestly. That is a that is a very interesting pick. And I was debating between that, but at the same time, look, Sam Darnold is is not the greatest quarterback. He's not. He's not the best. He's not the greatest. He's not good. But I think he's solid for the time being. Now, the question is, do you go with a quarterback who is kind of a question? Because these quarterbacks aren't really that great. I mean, Malik Willis was just taken as in Max's mock draft. And I don't think they're going to go quarterback here. I think that they're going to... Oh, no. He's still on the board in my mock draft now. Kevin, Kenny Pickett would be the first quarterback taken now in my mock draft. Oh, I remember. Okay, okay. Well... Even then, I think they're going to still stick with Sam Darnold. I think uh, there was a there was a press conference. I mentioned it in the podcast before that uh, there was a there was a press conference where Matt Rule uh, inadvertently like uh, revealed that Sam Darnold's going to be the starting quarterback week one. Yeah, no Ben McAdoo saying that Ben McAdoo um to much the the Giants fans um career um little, let that little nugget slip. Well, I think that they're going to try to help him out a bit. Uh, we saw throughout the first five weeks of the season that Sam Darnold was pretty explosive on the ground, and he, he was pretty. I think he was pretty good for the first five weeks. But I think that they're going to go with um, a lineman from uh, Mississippi State, Charles Cross. I think they really need a left tackle at that pick, and I think that that would just be. I think that would just be a really good. Adi- I, I'm. I, I don't know. Is that what? No, I'm not laughing because it's a bad pick. It's it just. Number seven. Just wait for number seven. Is that your pick? Just wait. All right. For well, I'm, well, I'm done with the Panthers, so you. Can... You know what, you Max? I want to hear this number seven pick, so you can just go right ahead to that number seven pick. So the, the New York Giants apparently are in love with Charles Cross as their offensive tackle of the future, and I have them taking that love that love affair pick at number seven here. Now, granted, is Charles Cross a good player? Yes, a hundred percent. No, no doubt in my mind. Is he better on that level of an Ike Mekwanu or um, um, an Evan Neal? No. And that's my problem. I, I, 
I, I don't get it. And that's why I think I have them taking Thibodeau first rather than the O-lineman first. I think the better move is to go get a quantity when he's there. But Charles Cross is my pick just because there's this apparent love affair with the Giants and Charles Cross. But for the Panthers, it would also be a great pick. I do want to just bring that up in general. They do need help on the O-line if they are willing to give Sam Darnold another year. I just can't. I get this idea that Sam Darnold might have the trust. I just can't see it. I, If I'm the Panthers, i got to try to at least go make a move at a Baker or a Jimmy if you're not going to draft quarterback in this draft. Yeah, I mean, I don't know Charlie um, personally, Charlie Cross. Um, but I I don't think it's an awful pick for the Giants. Again, they do need O-line. But I'm going to go Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, I think he's going to come back around to seven. I think the Giants are going to get two defensive players and as much as they do need O-line, the Giants, dude, I mean, there's so much talent on the board. I think those two players are very talented, and I think they're very, I guess, they fit the things that they need. I'll say that. Okay. So, take your Giants pick. Uh, for this pick, I am just going to go with what Khalil said at five. I think they're going to take Sauce Gardner. Uh, given the given that James Bradbury is on his way out, uh, they need to. I think they're going to look to replace. I think they're going to get a really great player that can just cover on all levels. And I think I think Sauce Gardner is the pick at seven for them. Okay, so number eight, uh, Gary. Okay, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to go Gary Wilson. Uh, I guess I spoiled my pick. I think they do need a receiver. Calvin Ridley, um, you know, I get it, bro. FanDuel is just so nice, and you want to bet all your money on things. But um, you're not playing this season, bro. You're not playing. You know, you got to follow the – you make millions of dollars to follow the fucking rules, and you need to follow the rules, Calvin. And I'm pissed off at Calvin because he, you know, he sometimes costs me in fantasy. That was going to be the great receiver, okay. right? He was going to be a number one receiver? Calvin, I, I – Calvin, I, I, I forgive you. But Garrett Wilson, you're going to go to Atlanta. I think having him come in with a quarterback like Marcus Mariota who's going to get a fresh start in Atlanta. Which I honestly love the pickup for Atlanta to get Marcus Mariota because Matt Ryan doesn't need to be there anymore, and I feel like Marcus Mariota brings a different explosiveness to the team. Uh, and having Kyle Pitts and Garrett Wilson, I think that would be a great, connect, uh, great two players to have uh, in your receiving core. And something that Atlanta definitely needs for sure. So I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I'm just going to add on to that. Uh, that was actually my next pick, given that there's many holes that Atlanta needs to fill, like edge rusher, O-line, wide receiver. I think if you bring in Marcus Mariota, I think you've got to give him something to work with because then it just doesn't really make sense to bring in another quarterback if you just want him to fail. So you just got to give him a little lifeline right there. I think Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State is the pick. Yeah, so I'm now I'm starting to struggle, you know, and now I'm starting to think now I'm starting to think who I want to go here because Ike McQuandy was now just sitting on the board here for anyone to take. Um, Garrett Wilson, another one I'm thinking about because they definitely need receiver. But then I also look, Malik Willis is still sitting on my board right here, and do I possibly take it here? I think what I'm going to do. Think I'm gonna play this safe. Think I will go Garrett Wilson here, keeping a clean sweep here at eight, and I will let Ike McQuandu drop a little bit farther. But for now, I just feel 
I just have a, I just feel like it's just too smart of the pick. I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like if they're in this situation, Atlanta's going to be scrambling because they have three good options and more. They have a ton of good options here, but I think Garrett Wilson is the safest pick. I think it's the smartest pick, and I think they will do it. Yeah, and I think um, this Seattle pick is very interesting at nine. Um, you could go Stangley, which corner is something that the Seahawks have been struggling with um, and will be struggling with this season. They're also big fans of Stingley. Yeah, they're also big fans of Stingley. So I I wouldn't mind the pick. Now, this is actually going to get interesting because I'm actually going to put um, Econ Okungwu here because I feel like Seattle, as much as they do have problems with their corner and secondary right now, I think that them giving more O-line for Drew Locke to work, which was a problem for Russell Wilson, is going to be very helpful. Um, again, if the Lions don't end up taking Malik Willis, I have him going here as well. But uh, for now, I'm going to take uh, Ecom Okongwu. That's how I'm going to pronounce his name now. Okongwu. Okongwu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I simply agree. Uh, I'm with you on Ikem Okongwu here uh, at the ninth pick. I just, I don't think, I think it's in Seattle's nature to do something. I feel like it's going to be something wacky because that's Seattle every year. And I feel like Ike Mokwanu, with the options they have at number nine, is about as wacky as I can go. Because even though he is a top player and is not a bad pick, they have a hole at quarterback and they don't fill in in this situation. That's wacky. They have two top secondary players sitting on the board. They don't take him. That's a bit wacky. I'll go Ike McQuanu. Sure, I'll bet on line. So we're at Seattle, right? Here we go. We are at Seattle. Look, I'm just going to say it. Seattle's biggest – they have a lot of things to work on. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of different avenues they can go down. But I think that this will be the first team to take a quarterback off the board in my mock draft. And I think they're going to go with the guy that resembles Russell Wilson who left. Not exactly like him, but with his big playability, his elusiveness, I think that they're going to go with Malik Willis at nine. I feel like they're not expecting him to drop that much. In Matt's mock draft, he's dropping. So I think they're going to go with Malik Willis, have him sit behind Drew Locke. I know Drew Locke is not the best quarterback in the world, but even taking some NFL experience from a quarterback like Drew Locke, who's played like two, two, three seasons even, I think that he can benefit from that, and I think he could try to take off in, a two, in like two years or so. So my pick is Malik Willis being the first quarterback in the top ten. I don't, I don't mind that pick at all. I think that honestly would be the pick if he ends up falling there. Um but number 10, the New York Jets. I had them selecting Jermaine Johnson uh, at four. But I think uh, this time around, they're going to go defense again, man. Sauce Gardner, not Sauce Gardner. Stingley is going to be a Jet, man. I think if he falls to you there, you got to take him. Um, Bryce Hall had an okay year, not the greatest year. I still think he, he's a good corner, not a great one. But having him and Stingley could really do a lot for the team and it could give some you know that defense for the Jets Jermaine Johnson you know so I mean Mac uh, look that's a great pick Max do you want to go because I'm kind of struggling with this one 
Yeah, I have my pick ready to go in. You know, something, you know, and I think the Jets have their sauce garner. I think they're good with defense now. And as much as I know they could bolster defense here, maybe with a Jermaine Johnson still, Jordan Davis still on the board, Derek Stingley, Kyle Hamilton, I'm not going to go on one of those guys. Because one thing we've noticed that the Jets have been aggressive on is they want a receiver. Now, granted, they are in the Debo sweepstakes. Now, in this scenario, I'm not predicting trades. So this is without trades, and I think at this pick at number 10, if this player is on the board, I don't see the Jets letting him slip. Jamison Williams is my pick here for the Jets at 10. I think if he's there at 10, they're going to take him because they are they want that big play receiver for Zach Wilson. They want to give Zach Wilson that guy he can rely on to make the big catch, which I don't feel like they have on the roster right now. That's that's a great pick. Uh, I'm actually going to go same route as you, just not quite the same player. Uh, I can see... I think that what the Jets are going to try to do is set up Zach Wilson for just pure success. I mean, we're going to look at their offseason acquisitions. They got Uzoma, Tyler Conklin at tight end, and they have an abundance of wide receivers. They're, they're all right. They're not like... They're not really, really good. They got Braxton Berrios, Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, Corey Davis. <laughs> but I think they're going to go with a bigger body, and I think they're going to go with 6'5", 210, man, out of USC. I think they're going to go with Meet Me at the Drake London, and I think they're going to pair him up with, uh, with Zach Wilson. Yeah, and the reason why I didn't choose a receiver for the Jets because I feel like they kind of have a lot of receivers on the roster. They just aren't being used to their full potential. Um, a guy like Denzel Mims, who I think is very talented, is just not being used the, the way that he should be. But, uh, I mean, you re-signed Braxton Berrios. You have Corey Davis. Um, you have one more receiver, too. I forget who's no more. Um, no yeah, they, they – uh, Crowder. Is it Crowder? Crowder. Jameson Crowder. Yeah, yeah, he, I think he was those... hurt a lot last year. And then just to touch on this Drake London point, I feel like that's another receiver people are overlooking a lot because I think people just view him as this one-note receiver that's just a jump ball specialist. But I think he does a little bit more than that. I personally believe he does a little more, more of that. Here in Philadelphia at Temple, I know Eagles fans who are ready to – the one receiver they absolutely do not want is Drake London – so I've had to do a lot of backtracking on Drake London and talking, saying, hey, he's really not that bad of an option. If anything, outside of Garrett Wilson or uh, Chris Olave, I think he's the safest of the wide receivers. Now I'm going to ask you a question, Max, and I, you're the NFL expert, but um, would you compare Drake London to a guy like Mike Evans? I'm or not willing to go as far as they have yet. I know, like, I know that's like been the hot Mike Evans, like, like, If you had to compare him to one player in the league, maybe like a Kelvin Benjamin, would you compare him to? I think he's a bit better. I might go more. Uh, I I get, think I think he. I think people overlook. Maybe he's got a little bit of Allen Robinson in him with that little short intermediate, but has a little more of a deep threat ability. I've heard Marcus Colston. Maybe I forget if that. Maybe that might have been someone else. Galladay, that might have not. That might have not been the comparison for Drake London. I might be uh, messing that one up. Maybe a I, I just feel like a lot of people are overlooking Drake London. Yeah, I can understand that now. Uh. 11, the Washington Commanders. Uh, again, I, we talked about him on the show later. I love my defense. I think Kyle Hamilton goes here. Um, on this mock draft that I'm looking at on CBS, they have Drake London going here. I just feel like 
Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, I think they'll be okay. Um, and having an anchor or ha- having a guy on defense, I feel like is better at least, especially at the safety position. Um, so I'm going to go with him. Yeah. Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, and the Drake London point, I think, comes from the fact that um, if Terry McLaurin is to hold out for his contract, which is a rumor like that would be the pick there. I don't think that's the pick there, but that's a different story. Matt, I don't know if you want to give your pick Yeah, I'm going to just add on to him real quick. I was going to have Kyle Hamilton. You get probably uh, arguably one one of, if not the most explosive player uh, when it comes to defense in the draft. Uh, We know Riverboat Ron really likes his defense. Yeah, he was able to coach up Josh Norman for that one great year. Can he do it again with Kyle Hamilton? We're going to have to see. But uh, I don't – I wanted to go quarterback, but – and, and I really don't like Carson Wentz. Like, I was really big into Carson Wentz last year. I'm not big into him today, like, the, like this year. But I do think that – I do think that they got to let that, like, like play out however it's going to play out. And at, at the end of the day, defense wins you championships. So if you can get a guy like Kyle Hamilton at 11, I don't see how you let him pass you up. So I'll go with that. Um, yeah, this is a clean – I had the little thing, clean sweep right here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Kyle easy. Hamilton. I believe Kyle Hamilton is the pick here. And then for the Carson Wentz point, I could go on that for hours how I think this this situation for Carson Wentz. Now, the Colts are a more talented team. They're not crazy more talented than Washington, but in this division, I think it could work. I think if there's any division where Carson Wentz could work in, it's with a Washington team that plays a kind of a gritty – a gritty, hard-nosed brand of football in a cruddy division. So that's my thing with Carson Wentz. I think the I think if you're the Commanders, yeah, um, I guess we're doing that now. If you're the Commanders, stupid freaking name. Um, that's you. I think you can do enough with Wentz, and then you get arguably one of the most, one of just the best players in this draft in terms of you can play him absolutely anywhere. And there seems to be a guy like that every year who can just, like, seamlessly go everywhere. He's listed as safety, but you can play him slot corner. If you need to throw him on the outside, he can. I think Kyle Hamilton is the pick here. And it's a pretty quick pick here if he falls this far. Yeah, I'm such a big fan of him. I'm really surprised that he's dropping this much. Um, But, again, you did say his pro day was not that great. He wasn't running that fast. I completely understand that. But now, Vikings pick. Um, I feel like this this is so funny because – with the Vikings, I feel like every year I always say the same shit about the Vikings, where they need a cornerback. They always need a corner. And I'm going to go with Andrew Booth, Jr. out of Clemson. Um, I like him, man. Clemson corner. Dude, I've heard about him a little bit. Not too much, obviously. Uh, I'm not a big college guy. I see Trent McDuffie here. Um, I just think... Andrew Andrew Booth, I mean, that one inch of height and that one pound of weight could be something. And I, I like, like what? Okay. <laughs> I think that's going to be the, the X factor for the Vikings, and I think he'll pair well and learn under a guy like Patrick Peterson. I think that would be great. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go same with you, but in my mock draft, I don't have this guy taken yet, so I think that they're going to replace um, – one of the two, maybe Pat Pete, with another LSU prospect that's coming in that could be just as explosive as he was in his younger days. I think they're going to go with Derek Stingley Jr. Um, 
I think that that's just I think you you have to go secondary because look you already got uh, you already got your quarterback he's all right Kirk Cousins you already got your weapons you got Dalvin Cook you got Justin Jefferson you got Adam Thielen you can worry about that in a little bit you got to worry about that um, later but I think that Derek Stingley would just meet your needs right now at this point and yeah I agree with Matt Derek Stingley's the pick for me here and uh. Andrew Booth, good. I like Andrew Booth a lot, but Derek and you have Derek Stingley gone on your board, and I think that like kind of plays into it. We all are in the same mindset here. They're gonna take a defensive player, and I think the best, I think just someone who's the most explosive is a Derek Stingley. I like the fit, and I think if he falls this far, and in terms of Andrew Booth, he's a riser. He's a big time riser as of lately. And Trent McDuff, I'm a big Trent McDuffie guy. So that's saying something. I I love me some Trent McDuffie. I love the te- I love how technical he plays. He's not gonna g- give you the eye popping pick stats, but he's he's so good in coverage and he's so smooth. He's one of those guys who doesn't get the attention because he just go because he's just doing a good job guarding him off on the other side. But yeah, just I digress. Derek Stingley, I feel like it's the most explosive and exciting pick while fitting a position of need for the Vikings. Great pick. All right. Um, we'll go right to the next one. Number 13. Houston is back on the board, and I'm going Charles Cross. I had them taking Evan Neal. Let's go to the other side. I mean, oh, wait. They have Laramie Tunsil still? Yeah, they still do have Laramie Tunsil. Okay, Charles Cross is not the pick. Um, you know what? You know what? <laughs> Get Davis Mills somebody explosive. Give me <gasps> Jamison Williams. You play Brandon Cooks in the slot. You play Jamison Williams at the one or the two. And you play Nico Collins at the two. I think this could work. I think this could be very beneficial for both teams. Uh, or, or not both teams, I'm sorry. The Houston Texans. They already get their old lineman in Evan Neal. You get his teammate, Jamison Williams. I like it. I think that's the best player available. And I think that's all you can do as the Texans. That's I, I can't go wrong with that. Oh my, my fault. You go. You go. No, you got it. All right. Well, in my in my mock draft, I don't have this guy taken yet, and we were talking about him earlier today. Uh, I think that Houston looks to replace that hole that uh, JJ and uh, Jadavion left. I think they really need an edge presence there. I think they're going to go with uh, with Triple J's. So I think they're going to go with Jermaine Johnson the second. <laughs> the fourth no, no, no. <laughs> uh, you know, coming out of Florida State with some good comp. He's an explosive pass rusher. I think he's just really gonna. I think it's. I think it's a great pick for them if they can get it. If they can get him. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I also. So I think when you're not a good team like the Houston Texans and you have two first round picks, I need you. I think you need the focus on each side of the ball. I think they get their trenches player in the third pick with Evan Neal. I think they go do the trenches on the other side of the ball. I, I struggled. I went back and forth with uh, Jermaine Johnson and Jordan Davis. I think they're going to go Jermaine Johnson just for the reasoning that he's a little more explosive. Jordan Davis, a lot more of a technical player, someone who can help out more in the run and still a little bit in the pass. But Jermaine Johnson, he's a little—it's a little bit late for him, honestly. He probably should be going earlier, but just how the way I have my board breaking out. Number one. Number yeah, one. but I think he's going to be a good player. He'll fit right in. 
and he'll really help he'll help in the two positions you need because if you want if you want to help your defense, you gotta rush the pat you gotta rush the passer. It's not the strongest quarterback division in the world, but in regardless, you're gonna have to rush the quarterback. So Jermaine Johnson, I think it's a pretty I think that I think the Texans are gonna do something defensively, and with Stingley and Hamilton going the two picks before them, Jermaine Johnson becomes the next best player on the board. Yeah, I think he is the best player at that point available. He's not going to be available on my board, but, um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Max. Now, we're going to go to number 14 with the the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm going to go with um, Charles Cross here because Charles Cross was supposed to go in Texas. He's going to go to the Ravens. I think this is good for the Ravens because, look, be honest with you here. Um, Ronnie Stanley's not okay. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> uh, did you guys not hear about the nah, Ronnie Stanley news? Uh, he's on pace to be ready for the uh, the oh, twenty twenty two season. What, what do you have? But well, he had a uh, severe. Oh, that's uh, right. He was having uh, health problems. Um. And he had an ankle injury. He wasn't. He had to get medical checkups. wasn't sure if he's cleared. So, um, I go Charles Cross here. I don't trust you, <laughs> like, Ronnie. Why are you I don't know like what that? you're gonna do. Don't trust Ronnie. I don't. I'm a little feared on what's gonna happen with Ronnie. I hope he's gonna be okay in the long run. But um, I'm gonna go Charles Cross. I think that's such a Ravens fit. And I think building around Lamar Jackson, making him one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL today, is going to help <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Especially if Ronnie Stanley is not there and not okay. So um, I'm going to go with you. You want to go, Max, or should I? I could go. Um, yeah, Charles Cross, if he's there, I doubt that he falls this far. But if he is there, I don't think you could go wrong with it. And, you know, without, they needed, you know, they had to let Alejandro Villanueva go with how bad that turned out for them last year. They go, they bullshit that. I think they do focus defensively where they were absolutely devastated with injuries last year. And I think this is where the Jordan Davis makes a little more sense. I wanted to give Jordan Davis to the Texans, but I feel like he needs to go somewhere where it's, it's, they need a little less pieces. I think, I think the Ravens are closer than many people think. I think they're returning a lot of players from injury this year. So I think Jordan Davis, you bolster the run game. You get a big guy, a big guy who also not only bolsters the run game, but can has the speed to run like a gazelle and rush the passer. So Jordan Davis, I think, was a very solid pick there, and I think fits perfectly here at 14. That's a, that's a great pick. On it. No, I'm, I'm being deadass. I, I really think it's a great pick. I think that Baltimore, for the second year in a row, I think <sighs> – I think I think they're going to go offense, and I think they're going to pick up. I think they're going to pick up another weapon for Lamar to try to help him succeed in his contract year. I think they're going to go with the second Ohio State receiver picked in the top fifteen. I think they're going to go with Christopher Olave. It's Chris, not Christopher, but I think that they're going to get him. He had a pretty successful year in his in his last year at Ohio State. I think they're going to get him to uh, bring his big playability to Lamar Jackson and help him, uh, you know, expand that that throwing game a bit. <laughs> you're you're yeah, totally wow. I mean, I, 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 totally, yeah, I, I totally don't agree. Um, yeah, I don't agree because Chris Olave reminds me of exactly of Marquise Brown, and you already have Marquise Brown. So why would you go for Marquise Brown? You have Rashad Bateman. 
You know, you don't want to take a Drake London because you have Rashad Bateman. You sound Bateman, like Stephen A. You know? Stop sounding like uh, Stephen A. I just don't. I don't this like is it. my mock draft, like though, now, not yours, uh, right? For the Eagles. My fault. The Eagles. I'm going with their worst nightmare at their choice. Uh, Drake <laughs> London. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have Chris Olave falling a lot. Um, I have Chris Olave actually going to the Chiefs or the Cowboys later on. Um, but I'm going to go with their worst nightmare, Drake London, because, look, you have Dallas Goddard. I like Goddard. I like a Goddard. Um, <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, bro. Just do your thing. They picked up Devonza Smith, right? You picked up Devonza Smith. <laughs> I like that pickup. You need a taller guy, and I've been saying this about Jalen Hurts. He needs that guy to throw it up, you know what I mean? That jump ball receiver. And I think Drake Drake London, meet me at the London, is not that bad pick. You know what I mean? He's named after a guy who used to, or I mean, one of the best artists in the world. Shut up, bro. <laughs> Just do after, your thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Drake, 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 I, I like it. I like it. Drake London, what a name. So. Sounds like a WWE uh, United <laughs> Kingdom wrestler. So, yeah. The best artist in the world. <laughs> yeah. Drake London, going to the Eagles. Not a. I never. By the way, I just want to point out Drake London, not a bad pick. Yeah, no, no, I'm just. I just want Eagles fans to know that they're going to get their worst nightmare, and he's going to play very well for them. And if he doesn't, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, I think it's a very big yeah. deal. I think uh, with Eagles having two first round picks, I think at this point, if James, unless Jamison Williams is on the board at 15, I think they use uh, their next pick for. Um, receiver and i think here uh they get their choice of linebacker i think they go devin lloyd here they they get a middle linebacker who can fill the middle i think devin lloyd's the best linebacker in this class the kobe dean's not far off but he's slipping a little bit i think i like him like really later falling maybe to that packers second first round pick for the kobe dean but if we're getting there that's a spoiler but whatever um but i think devin lloyd's the pick here get him that uh middle linebacker presence that i don't think that defense has That's a good pick. Um, you know, Philly in the offseason signed Hassan Reddick at linebacker. He plays more of a hybrid thing, so he's more. And Kaiser White. And Kaiser White. Oh my god! If I had to hear one more thing about Kaiser White. Well, although they do need that middle linebacker because Reddick plays more of that like pass rusher hybrid role. Um, Eagles need to address the pass rush. Uh, they ended up thirty first in the league last year. And I think that if you have a Jordan Davis up on the board, a guy who could really stuff the run and just be in the, play the trenches like that, I think he's a really good addition to your defense. Jordan Davis. Wait, what was the yeah, pick, I Jordan mean, Davis? I, I think that's a good pick. Being able to stuff the run um, like a turkey is really uh, beneficial. So, um, yeah. Now, I wanted to get into this real quick because um, – before we end the show yesterday, folks. Oh, we're not we going to continue? about the Darren Waller and Packers trades. Oh, oh damn. I had it already. Okay, never, never. You want to go to Honestly, top I'm down we'll to do the whole 20. thing. To I could do top 20. All right. All right. Let me go to the next pick. Uh, we got the New Orleans Saints. Uh, <laughs> nice. Of course, we had to go here. The worst person on the board. Um, you know what? I got my pick. Actually, I, I got I'm, my pick. I'm going to go with... Tyler Lindum Baum. Uh, it's not the worst pick, but I'm going to go with Tyler Lindum Baum because you fill that role that Teron Armstead did. Uh, I think it's a great Wait, pick. Tyler Lindum Baum's a center. You don't know your players. So we're not going to pick him. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't at all. Uh, we're going to pick Trevor Penning. He's a tackle. Is he, yes, he, is. he a tackle? Okay. We're going to pick Trevor Penning because I feel like 
Trevor Penning replacing Teron Armstead would be nice. And I think that would be a great fit for the Saints. Um, nothing I like about the Saints, but yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm just going to add on to his point because I can. Uh yeah, Saints losing to Ron Armstead, I think, uh, really hurts them. And to really protect someone that, uh, and to protect someone like Jameis Winston, who some have claimed to like, you know, be be stop doing that, stop doing that. It's Teron Armstead. Teron Armstead. It just, it just warms my heart. Uh, I think Trevor Penning and uh, fills up that hole really nicely as an O tackle. <laughs> Next next pick. Next pick. Trevor Penning. Trevor Penning fills up the hole really nicely. I do agree. Just just go to the next one. Just go to the next one. <laughs> Max, what do you got for the Saints, man? What do you got for the New Orleans Saints? If James this Winston- guy is there, I don't I doubt that the Saints are going to waste much time. Somehow, some way, Malik Willis is still on my board. So the Saints who I think will actually trade up to try to go get a Malik Willis or a Kenny Pickett. Yeah, don't rule that out. I think they might try to trade up, but since I'm not doing trades, Malik on Max. he falls They're not all trade the way up. here to the Saints at number 16 in my pick. Max, it's only if Malik Willis, Willis is good. If if he's good, people, the Saints fans are going to be like, yeah, you know we were going to trade for him, right? So that's the only way they... they... So. It's not about that. I just feel like, no, I personally think like... The Saints don't make that. I don't. The weird move where they like switched with the Eagles to get two picks this year and just give up their picks next year. It doesn't make sense unless they're making a big splash like this. Yeah, and I, I think uh, this next pick coming up for the Chargers. Um, something they really have been struggling with for a while, honestly, has been their run stopping. And you guys talked about the the run stopper, the the guy who fills up <laughs> all the holes. Um, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. I think he's the perfect run stopper for the Chargers. I think that's a great pick for the Chargers. You have Khalil Mackey. You have um, Joey Bosa. You have you have those two. You have Derwin James in the back. Your secondary. You have J.C. Jackson. You have Asante Samuel. Your defense is good. Yeah, as much as you are missing a linebacker, I feel like that defensive line piece is perfect for the Los Angeles Chargers and could honestly push them ahead to maybe even win the division. Jordan Davis. The, the the hole stopper the run stopper max do you want to do you want to go yeah i can go for the chargers i struggled with either giving them more even more attack on offense or just helping them bolster the line i'll help them bolster the line trevor pending going to the chargers pretty simple i'm sorry which one did you say else to it trevor pending to the chargers trevor pending i think they need to continue to bolster that line Give someone opposite of Rashawn Slater. I'm going to just go ahead and agree with Khalil. I think that a run stopper is really good. I think that uh, for the Los Angeles... Wait, for, I had him Davis? before. He's my pick for the Eagles. 15. No. Oh, okay. I thought you were shooting um, again. I'm going to go with... Uh, oh. I'm going to go with the run stopper just because given that the West is so stacked. You really need to stack up your defense. And I think the Chargers' offense is pretty solid already. Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Will, Justin Herbert. You know, we didn't have to mention him. Uh, I think they go defense here. And I think they take on uh, Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. I think he's a really good uh, run stopper that can fill up all the holes. 
I think that's just a good addition, defensive tackle there, you know? Yeah, I agree. Now, Philadelphia's on the clock once again. Um, and I'm going to Kobe Dean. From Georgia. I know about Georgia, but I don't know him. Uh, he's a is he a regular linebacker, like a person. middle linebacker? Yeah, he's a middle linebacker. linebacker. Then that's why I I like the pick as much as Kaiser White is a fantastic player, and Hassan Reddick can play that hybrid. I think you know having a guy like Nicobe Dean just in case of injury, you never know what could happen. I think he's an amazing talent. It could really help uh, the Eagles, you know, get that pass rush to be like, yo, we're not doing this. You know what I mean? And also get a little run stopping in there. So um, that's what I'm doing. For the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, Max, you want to go? Yeah, for the Eagles. Um, sorry, just actually got something about um the draft show I'm doing for Thursday. I'm trying to just have a question, Max. all that information out. Uh, I'll plug that. I'll plug that at the end. I'll plug that at the end. Um, but I think now for the Eagles, I have them getting their linebacker Devin Lloyd. Now they get their receiver. And they get Drake London because I say so, and because they need to they need to learn to be to just enjoy what they have and shut up. There, Drake London, he's a physical freak. He's an up, and what I like most about him is he compliments uh, Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith is a short, little kind of in the middle passing guy. This guy is a bit or kind of in the middle of the field, a little bit of a speedster. This guy is a fifty-fifty. Big guy who can go do and something. Max, that's that. why I love the pick. I love it. I love yeah, it. There we go. I love the big two. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pick. <laughs> Drake London. USC. Maybe at the London, please. That's Southern California. <laughs> All right, yo, Matt, what do you got for the Eagles, bro? Number 18. 18. Number 18. No, I do have a clue. I'm just, no. it's like for timing. You just have to think. They're going to go double defense. They're going to go double. I think that they pick up a cornerback. I think that that I, – I think they go that direction with Trent McDuffie. Um, I look at all the cornerbacks this year, and I think that I, – I think that a lot of them are on more on the undersized part, uh, like, like side of things. But I think Trent McDuffie, like I think he's one of the better tacklers in this draft. And I think that he could really size up with the best of them. So I'm going to go with that for Philly. Double defense in this first round. All right. And um, number 19 is New Orleans again. And I think Max was saying Malik Willis. I'm going to go with (gasps) Mr. Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett is right here for New Orleans. Um, They miss out on the guy that they wanted in Malik Willis. Uh, blah blah blah. We could have traded. <laughs> you didn't get him. You have Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, I think, can maybe fit in this system. I'm not sure how well. Um, he's going to be learning under a guy who's as fantastic and wow. not allowing turnovers like Jameis Winston. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, guys. Um, but yeah, I think Kenny Pickett's the pick here. Uh, no pun intended. It's a great pick. Um, I don't see the Saints doing this, though. I don't see the Saints getting quarterback. I, I see it happening years down the road when Malik Willis becomes the next Tom Brady, and then they're like, oh, my God, we could have gotten him. Uh, I think they're going to help out Jameis Winston a bit uh, because they really left out they, – they, they really let themselves off the uh, Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. I think they really could have had a nice shot at having him. But I think because of the whole um, – 
you know, le- legal matters. And I think that Jameis has been was, – was all right for them. Uh, I think they're going to try to pair him up with someone that has fallen far in my mock draft. I think they're going to pair up Michael Thomas with Jamison Williams. And I think it adds a nice compliment. Yeah, I know. He drops oh, a lot. Jesus. I really wanted – I wanted him to go to LA <laughs> Chargers, but – I was thinking about it. They they're all right on the receiving things. Like, if anything, if there was like a stud tight end, then maybe. But I'm gonna go with uh, Jamison Williams at number 19, a steal, like Max said, Alabama guy pairing up with Michael Thomas. I thought you might honestly at this point just hold him for like uh, two more things, or like two more picks. There, I honestly, if that was the case, uh, honestly, yeah, that would have um, been that would have been crazy. I would I wish. I think it's a good pick. Yeah, but um, I think I'm going to go receiver. I'm going to go Chris Olave. I, I think at this point, just the safer pick, Jamison Williams is off the board. It makes the most sense. And I feel like they need, they need to fix the offense. The defense isn't the problem with the Saints. It's the offense. The offense is the overlying problem week in, week out. But, yeah, I think that's what it is. Um. But I just I will be back in like two minutes. I just need to work something out. I just give me two minutes. Keep going on. I will be back to get my pick twenty. Number twenty. I not really pick twenty, Matt. Don't you? Because it's our favorite team that we love to talk about. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They miss out on their guy Kenny Pickett. Disappointing in that case, but you still. Like, you know what? We signed Mr. Trubisky. We need to put him in a better situation. Najee Harris, another running back that we got in the first round last year. Maybe something we could build around. And I'm going to go with the guy that I have no clue about, but he plays center. Tyler Lind. I'm going to go with him because I feel like ever since Marquise Pounce or Maurice. Uh, Maurice. Marquise? No, I don't even know. uh, Left the Steelers. Uh, Ever since he left, it's been really that – O-line's been in shambles. So I think, you know, starting off with that O-lineman for the Steelers and trying to trend in the right direction for this draft can be really good for them. So I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Lindenbrom. That's a that's a good pick. And I'm going to go, you know, in your world, in Khalil's world, you, you can't get Kenny Pickett. But in Matt's world, it's a much better world because the hometown hero is going to go to Pittsburgh. I think Kentrell Pickett will be picked with number 20. And I like that pick for the Steelers, but I just um, think the Saints are going to be Again, I don't know where that comes from. Like, I think that they understand that they can address um, other areas before they go to quarterback because all jokes aside, Jameis Winston isn't the worst. I know I said that about like two other or three other quarterbacks this draft or, or, or in this league. But Jameis Winston really isn't that bad. So I'm just going to say that they're going to stick with him. They're going to go with someone else, allowing for Pittsburgh to snag the hometown kid, Kentrell Pickett, at number 20. Max up. Yeah. Um, so you th- okay, so um, Khalil, did you also go? Yes, I went with Tyler Lindenbaum. Oh, wow. Center. For the Steelers, I think that was the best pick for them. Yeah, Steelers is an interesting pick here because part of me wants to just say they don't go quarterback here. Part of me really does because Malik Willis is off the board. You know, they don't. But then I look, and then I kind of want to save something 
Because if I don't have it here, I believe that then the next quarterback off the board is whoever the Lions are going to take at 32. But, I don't know. There's just something about it deep down. That And you know what? We're going we're gonna to take a little bit of a wild pick here. Because I can. And I think the Steelers at this point, I look at across the board, I don't see anyone that jumps out to me for them. So I think why not take a chance on a guy who I think they're willing, they'd prefer maybe to take a chance on. Desmond Ritter going to the Steelers. I think they <coughs> would take the risk on him. I don't know if I don't know if I'm confident that's going to be the pick. But in my mock draft at this very moment right now, if the board lays out this way, which no, none of us can say if it is, in this scenario, I'm going to give him a shot at Desmond Ritter. I think they go quarterback here and, you know, there's always something unexpected here. Maybe this is the unexpected pick right here. Desmond Ritter, the QB from Cincinnati, learns from a Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I, I look, I like Desmond Ritter. I just feel like, you know, there's a lot of unsures about him, and especially for the Steelers, I feel like O-line's probably the best thing for them right now. Because, look, I mean, you got <coughs> Harris back there, and he was – you know, he got 1,300 yards, but it was a it was a great 1,300 yards against that uh, on top of that O line. So I feel like you bring in a center uh, to really establish that team offensively. Um, now, do you guys want to keep going, or do we want to stop I could, here? Or I can finish out, but that's up to you, Max. I'm, I'm gonna leave it to you because Max is the NFL expert and our special guest here. I'm fine either yeah, way. Stop putting responsibilities on me, man. <laughs> All right. No, I, I you know, just mad because you didn't get I'm one. Talking to you, Khalil. I don't, I don't want a podcast. He's the one that wants it, so it's like <laughs> I'm not the one. Oh no, you, you can be the guy who sends me the most amount. You're the guy who sends me the most amount of. Memes I do send expert. really great memes. I send juicy, luscious memes. He said, "No, he's me? actually the only person who sends me memes." Did you like that tesseract meme? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could finish out honestly. I could finish this whole draft. You know what? We're, it's we're up to you. Continue. I'm gonna let you. Go. I'm we'll, the guest. We'll Can I go first? Twenty-one Patriots have the next pick. Yep. It broke yeah, my heart. First. It broke my heart when Max said his name. Go ahead with your pick. And I look. I look throughout the years, and there's one thing that remains constant from a New England defense. It's a good linebacker. You know, you go back. You go back into the two thousands. You know, you get you get Teddy Bruschi. You go into the mid two thousands. You get Junior Seau. You keep on going. Dante Hightower, Kyle Van Noy. These people are these people are aging. Hightower is a free agent soon. Van Noy got released for the second time. Now, what do we do? We're gonna go with Devin Lloyd. It's a nice young linebacker. That can fill every sing- fulfill every one of my needs, every single one of our team's needs, and we're gonna go with Devin Lloyd. I will get a Lloyd jersey. La Lloyd. <laughs> All right. you can go ahead and get yourself a Lloyd jersey. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you that you're gonna pick up. Trump That's actually a good pick because I think JC JC Jackson leaving, Stephon Gilmore not being on the team. I mean, for two years. I think maybe it's time for a corner to be drafted here. I think Jalen Mills, I do like him, but he can play corner and safety as a hybrid, and I think McDuffie's the pick here. I like it. Yeah, so I don't entirely get the Devin Lloyd pick. I'm just going to 
I'm just going to say how it is. I, I don't think the Patriots really need a linebacker. I think they're good with, at that position. I think for me, they're either going to go receiver or my pick here, which I think is just a very Patriots pick and I don't think will turn out bad. I would only think can turn out well for them. You know what? What do the what do the Patriots like to do on offense? They like to run the ball. So how do you run the ball better? You fix the O line. Zion Johnson, Boston College offensive guard, is the pick here for the Patriots. It's not a bad pick at all. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad pick. No, it's the best guard on the board. Lost, they lost Joe Thuney, Thuney two years ago, and it's better to build around Mac Jones. And, build yes. and they lost uh, Ted Karras this She's year to the Bengals. So I think they'll uh, bolster the interior of that line. Zion Johnson, a Boston College guy, so a local kid. It just seems like I'm it happy. Seems like a I, I am happy with any one of those picks. Now we're gonna go over to Green <laughs> I have Bay, a new pick this Wisconsin. And I'm finally going to give Green Bay what or not Green Bay. I'm finally going to give Aaron Rodgers what he wants. Chris Olave will be a Green Bay Packer. I just think, you know, Devontae leaving, Marquez Valdez-Scantling leaving, I just think you need to fill this hole at receiver. I would have liked Drake London here um, if he wasn't destined to be an Eagle. But um, I'm going to go with Chris Olave. I think he's the best wide receiver on the board, uh, at least in my draft. And, yeah, Chris Olave is my pick. Um, I'm also going to go receiver here, but I'm going to go with a guy who I think has the chance to be a breakout receiver. I'm a big Traylon Burks guy, and I think that's the pick here. I love me some Traylon Burks. I think he's got the speed and athleticism. I think he can get the 50-50 ball. I think he's got route running, and I think he's someone who's really a sleeper to watch in this wide receiver class. I love the way he plays the game. So Traylon Burks out of Arkansas goes to Wisconsin, giving Aaron Rodgers, maybe not an exact Devontae Adams replacement, but in theory, a Devontae Adams replacement to just fill that. Excellent point, Max. You took the words right out of my mouth. I'm going to go with Traylon Burks, too. Uh, You know, you give comparisons just on the physical aspect of him and and Devontae. He's a bit taller, standing at 6'3", while Devontae's 6'1". Uh, their, their 40 times are nearly identical, 4-5-5 for Traylon Burks and Devontae Adams, 4-5-6. I don't think it's the full replacement, but I think you're giving Aaron Rodgers what he wants, and it satisfies him, and I think that he could he could make a real big impact on this team and help them bring them to a playoffs, if anything, maybe. All right. I, I don't think that's a bad pick. I like the, I like the Traylon Burks pick. That's a very interesting pick. Now – Time for the Cardinals. Cardinals lost Chandler Jones in free agency. I'm going to fill their needs. Unfortunately, he probably won't play this year um, due to his pro day being yeah. having him have a torn Achilles. So I hope uh, he's in his peace. rehab gets better. I mean, he's the Michigan end. I think he would. Uh, thoughts and I prayers. Think he def- what? I think he would have definitely been a top. No oh, thoughts and prayers. I think he would have definitely been a top 15 pick for sure if he was uh, healthy. David Ojabo, that's Ajabo really that's a good pick, yeah. From Michigan, I think he's a great pick for the card. Ojabo, Ojabo, I apologize. Um, but I think he's the pick here. I think it makes the most sense for the Cardinals. And, I mean, you still have J.J. Watt under contract. I think that's a great guy to learn under. And especially if he's going to be out for a year. 
And a guy who's been through a lot of injuries like J.J. Watt, showing him the ropes and adversity and things like that, I think that's going to be great for uh, David Ojabo. O- 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 uh, D- David Ojabo, not hard. Ojabo, which is not hard, brother. Ojabo. Go ahead. Um, I'm just asking. You know about his injury, right? Torn Achilles. It says okay, yeah. Achilles. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, that happened at his pro day, so uh, like it, yeah. that's the reason he flipped. Uh, Max, your your pick. All right. Um, I haven't got oh, yeah, you, but I want you to get yours out. Cardinals. Well, I think this pick is just very. It's very. <laughs> I, I kind of view it as like, oh, the Cardinals can go a lot of different directions. I think they bolster the defense again. Andrew Booth. I think Andrew Booth's the pick here for the Cardinals. Get that corner, continue to try to find continue to try to find stability outside of Buda Baker in the secondary. I like the pick. I I, I would have honestly had it if um Yeah, I mean I'm gonna just take I'm just gonna look at uh, I, I like the defense a lot, but I think that someone that you could pair up with JJ Watt who can make an immediate, more immediate impact than a David Ojabo, even though he's really talented, uh, I think is the edge rusher from Purdue, uh, George Kalaftis, Carl Aftis. I th- oh, Carl oh my th- fault. Carl it's He's Greek, man. So, English language, um, not that hard. I think that he's really going to – he can really help fill a hole that uh, Chandler Jones left when he, when he uh, departed, and I think that he's going to pair up well and complement J.J. Watt soundly. They could really go secondary, but I like this edge rusher pick. Or they could even go offense and give Kyler Murray a replacement weapon that could help fill the hole that uh, Christian Kirk left. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, George Max Ayer. Carleftis. Okay, cool. Carleftis. All right, and we got the Dallas Cowboys up. Um, I would have had Chris Olave going here if the Packers weren't a team on the court. But... For the Cowboys, I'm going to go with Max's pick earlier, Zion Johnson. Um, I think the Cowboys' O-line is known for being this great O-line and um, having Tyron Smith, but some of these guys are aging, and I feel like having replacements for those guys right now are going to be great um, for the Cowboys organization because they love running the ball with Zeke Elliott and Tony wow. Pollard, who's better. But um, in having Dak Prescott and you know these kinds of weapons on offense, that's really going to help them. Uh, flourish. So I think the O line is going to be a great pickup. Zion Johnson's my pick. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. Oh, my fault. Yeah, you can go, Matt. Uh, I can go. Um, uh, yeah, sure. Um, for me, I don't know why, but George Carleftis just doesn't make sense anywhere else, in my opinion, and I don't understand why. But I, I've like, I can't. I just, it just seems very Cowboys. Very, like, Leighton Banderashi, like, oh, yeah, let's take the white guy from a little bit of a middle we- Midwestern school. Some that's that's kind of what I feel. And they do need to bolster the pass rush outside of Micah Parsons. So, George Carleaf this. I'm just going to tag – I'm going to just piggyback off of Khalil real quick. Uh, Zion Johnson is the pick. I think they're going to try to help give a little bit more protection to Dak, uh, Zeke, Tony Pollard, whoever else is in that backfield. And – just really allow that chan- a chance for that offense to, to thrive a bit more. So uh, I'm going to pick Zion Johnson out of Boston College. Yeah, and you know, going with this next pick, the only quarterback in history, uh, Josh Allen. Um, this is a very weird situation for the Bills because, look, they signed Vaughn Miller on defense. They were one of the best defenses. But I think once Tredavious White went out, we had some problems. And I think 
somebody that can f- not fill that hole. Obviously, nobody can ever fill that responsibility of Tredavious White. But somebody can, that can maybe be that corner two, corner three that can help um, is Kyler Gordon. That's who I'm going with out of Washington. Uh, really random pick, but uh, I'm looking at all these corners here. I see a kid from Auburn, a kid from Florida. But I like the six foot. I mean, he's got some pounds on him with 194, the three extra pounds. Um, he is a little shorter. I do like my corners quicker. But, again, a little beef on you makes you uh, better. And he's a sophomore, so he's younger than most of the guys. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Kyler Gordon. Nice pick, Max. You want to go or should I? All right, I'm going to go just uh, real quick. Uh, like I think way. that – and this is even coming from Madden. I love I love Buffalo's offense. I just really think that the one thing they're lacking in is a running back. And I know we don't take running backs in the first round. But there's a guy I've had an eye on that I really think that could fill this offense well. Max, you probably know since you're the NFL expert. You're the god of football. Uh, I'm going to go with a, a, a surprise here, but I think it could work out. Brian Johnson from Alabama. I, th- I think that this is a back oh, no. who Hell isn't exactly Derrick Henry, but his size is 6'2", 225. I think that he can handle all three downs when it comes to that, like a Najee, or when he's even healthy, like a Josh Jacobs. I'm not putting them on the same level. I'm just comparing playing style, sort of. I think that he could also be effective in the passing game, which can be a compliment to Josh Allen. So I'm going to go with the shock here. Brian Robinson is the first running back taken off the board in the first round with the Buffalo Bills pick. Yeah, um, I watched Brian Johnson his highlights from the Senior Bowl yesterday. Um, he looked boring to very unexplosive, like throughout the entire game, of struggling to really I'm get. I'm so sorry, Arabi. Do you mind if I change my pick? Uh, yeah, you can go for it. I'm gonna go with Kenneth Walker. Um, I think he's the best running back on the board. Um, if you have this option, now I love Kenneth Walker. I've watched a lot of Kenneth Walker. Uh, I think the Bills. As much as they did need a corner, I feel like having that hole that is filled in more explosiveness with Kenneth Walker, I like. Now, you could go another route um, with the gut. Where is he? I'm going to find him. Okay, maybe I'm not going to find him. Maybe you go with Breeze. So just one of the top two running backs? Maybe you go one of those two. But... That's right, because I think those are the two best running backs you're going to get from. Uh, I don't think James Cook is on that level yet, uh, but uh, I would go with those two running backs. Neither is Brian Robinson. Just because he sucked at his Super Bowl or whatever, whatever you said, a senior bowl? No, no, no. I'm, t- I'm talking about just his draft rating. I want also. this to be remembered. Yeah, I think that that this was the in. first time I mentioned it, that Brian Robinson is going to be the best running back out this draft. I mean it. Just look back at this. I like Kenneth Walker. He's just undersized for me. Yeah, that guy struggled to get five yard run. That guy struggled to get five yard run. A lot of people that struggled. There's a lot of people that struggled in, co- in, in college, college that turned out to be already in the thing. NFL. This isn't in college. No, 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 no. This is. I'm talking about the Senior Bowl. This is, that is in, still uh, the Senior Bowl against college players. Yeah. Okay. Next pick. Titans. That's what I said. Oh, my fault. Go ahead. Well, I still haven't made the pick. Yeah, mine. 
So we're all going running back. We're all just going different boards. I was I've been saying Brees Hall to the to the Bills for quite a while now, just for the simple fact they need a running back. They need to fix that run game. I don't think there's really a running back that's worthy of a first round pick this year. But if there is anyone, Brees Hall, uh, Kenneth Walker's close. I like Kenneth Walker. I like him a little bit more of value in the second round because I don't think anyone else is chomping out the bit to take him in the first. So I think if you're going to go running back for the Bills, I think you just take the best one on the board, Brees Hall. And I think it's pretty pretty simple. And a team that doesn't have many holes to fill. Yeah, that's, I think that was definitely the route we're taking. Now we're going to go with the Titans. I'm going to go with the O-lineman here, I think. And I'm going to go with, um, I can't really pronounce his name, Max. It's uh, Burn. Actually, you know what? No, 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 no. We're going to go with, uh, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. Taking a little of a while. Kenyon Green. I'm going to go with Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M. Um, 6'4", 323. He's got a little bit more meat on him as much as he is smaller. Uh, for the Titans, I think this could be a very good thing. It's a good pick. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy that you couldn't pronounce, uh, Bernard uh-huh. Raymond, uh, Central Michigan O-Tackle. I think that uh, looking at the the Titans' uh, report of the offseason, they, they haven't really solidified the right tackle position uh, due to injuries and shifts in position or whatever. So I think that they're going to try to go with that direction to try to help out Tannehill and Henry in that offense. I would have gone receiver, but I keep forgetting that Robert Woods was traded. Uh, and I only think of receiver because uh, A.J. Brown's name has been thrown around in trade rumors recently, so that might be something to look out for. But given that there's not really a uh, – like like a lot of the top receivers are, have already gone, at least in my mock draft, uh, I think they're going to go O-tackle. Well, I'm going a bit different direction than O-tackle here. Um just, you know, there's a, this guy just screams Titans to me, and I don't think the Titans, they've been pretty bad at drafting O-linemen. There's there's not a doubt, but they did draft this position last year, but I, I just think this guy screams a Tennessee player, a very non-flashy player, Trent McDuffie. Right here, he goes to Tennessee, bolsters up that secondary that, again, still needs help, but I, I like the pick. I personally think this is a good fit for him. He'll fit right in. To a Tennessee offense, a very uh, I, he he seems like a variable guy too. All right, yeah, I think that's a solid pick. I mean, anywhere you can really go here uh, for Tennessee. Now, Buccaneers. Uh, this is what I've been really contemplating on because I really don't know where you go here. Um, can I ask a question real quick? This is tough. Max, NFL expert guy. Gronkowski is uh, what's his status like coming into next season? Is he is he gonna play? Okay, he's gonna play. He's gonna play. Uh, I, if he plays, he's coming back to Tampa too. I just also play. don't think I don't think there's any okay. tight ends that are worth it. That's just my personal take, but yeah, I think he's coming back. This is going to be one of my favorite picks for the Buccaneers because look, Chris Godwin. Is well, he had a yes, Chris Godwin ECL? I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So I think maybe he doesn't play in the beginning of the start of the next year, and I think maybe you go with a guy like if he's still Stray up there. Yeah, why not? Six to receiver. 
Yeah, I mean, in my mock draft, he's still up here. I think Traylon Burks is probably the best bet you might get offensively. Um, you could go O-line, but I think if Chris Godwin's going to be out, pair him with a guy like Mike Evans, I think Burks can do extremely well. So I, I like the pick. Uh, Max, who do you have? So, uh, who do you guys got for the Buccaneers? Uh, this is for the Buccaneers. Yep. I'm going to go with my gut again on this one. Just the strong get, keep getting stronger. Kair Elam from Florida, the cornerback, I think goes here. The, the strong just keep getting stronger. Their pass defense was the only thing that was truly a weakness for them last year. As we saw with Cooper Cup running wide open down the middle of the field. So they get another corner to help it there. Another very on-flashy guy who will do his job. So Kair Elam, pretty simple pick. And just the strong keep getting stronger. They're, we're to the point now where most of these teams don't have major holes anymore. Those are great picks. Um, can I have a fun pick and then I'll tell you like my real one? My fun pick for the Bucks, and I might be biased a little bit. Like, I don't know. But there's a tight end by the name of Chigo Okonkwu, who he's a Maryland player. But if it's a Maryland the only reason player, why I bring him up is because he's 6'3", 250, and has the fastest 40 time of any uh, tight end in the draft, which I think is it worth – huh? It's dudes running in their underwear. But but the real crazy when other people are fast. I just I, I would that, that's just a, a sleeper pick, not in the first round, obviously. But like I think that he could actually be a really good like player. I'm not bringing up anybody else from. I didn't bring up anybody from Maryland last year. I didn't. I just think that he could he could actually do something. But if we're actually talking like for real, I think you try to you know you have the you have the secondary pretty set up if they're healthy so i think you try to look more on the front seven i think you look towards a guy like travis jones out of connecticut i think to pair him up with vita vea is going to make it the defense you know the strong only gets stronger like max said but in a different position for me at least so i'm going to go with travis jones at number 27 Next team we got is the Packers, and I really don't know what to do. Oh, you know who's still on my board? Somehow this guy is still on my board. <laughs> but, um, Devin Lloyd is still on my board, so I'm going to have Devin Lloyd going to the Packers because, you know, okay. he's the best player available. you got to do what you got to do. Max, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go similar to you, just the other linebacker. I'm going the Kobe Dean to the Packers. I think they'll go with the other linebacker, whichever one doesn't fall. And I think Devin Lloyd goes to the Eagles at 15, the Kobe Dean. I think I said that on my Devin Lloyd pick that I was going to take the Kobe Dean here for the Packers. I just think they need it. I think they need, again, of that big body presence in the middle. And I think the Kobe Dean has big game experience playing at Georgia, winning that national championship too. And uh, could be easily fall okay. the leader of the defense. So, Nicole um... Dean. You know, I like the acquisition that they made with uh, – that the Packers made with uh, Devondre Campbell at linebacker. I think they're they're pretty good on offense from what I from what I told them that they should draft uh, Jameson Williams. Oh, no, not Jameson Williams. Sorry. Uh, Burks. But at 28, I think they're going to go uh, just beef up the secondary a bit more to pair them up with uh, Razul, Douglas, and Jair. I think they're going to go Kair Elam. I think uh, just they, like, like just a young ball hawk like that could really – step up their game and just help them out on the defensive side of things. Okay. 
the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, Kansas City, Kansas City. Uh, first pick, I'm going to go with... See, I would have had Chris Olave going here too, but I feel like it's too late for him. I'm not sure, Max. I'm going to ask you a question. How fast is Dotson from Penn State? Uh, he's he's a speedster, and um, if you want me to tip my hat, that's actually going to be my pick here for Kansas City. I really do like Jamar Dotson there. He's not obviously as fast as like Tyreek Hill and Cole Harmon, but he's a speedster. He's definitely got some speed on him, and he can play the 50-50 ball. You just said my pick, and I think I like it because that could not replace Tyreek Hill, but do do wonders for that team, so I'm going to go with them. Yeah, uh, as you heard, I'm matching you on that. Jamar Dawson, I just feel like he's going to fit right into that Kansas City mold, and they have back-to-back picks. So, granted, I could see a team who's quarterback hungry trying to go find Matt Corral here, try to steal that 30th pick, but I'm not doing that. That's, a, that's a really good place to trade because uh, if they're following any of our mock drafts, they could still get some of the top quarterbacks in this draft. I'm going to go with a different receiver that I've had my eye on for a little bit. I think I mentioned it to Khalil, actually, uh, when the Tyreek Hill news came up. Uh, This is a a pretty wide receiver rich draft And I think that the Chiefs are going to go for Another guy who's a bit more undersized than Tyreek But is just as flashy and dashy as he is I'm going to go with a receiver out of Memphis Calvin Austin III I think that he's uh, someone that that I think a lot of people are sleeping on And I think he could actually do uh, well within that offense He's just a fast receiver with with some good hands Maybe the the comp at Memphis wasn't all that, but I'm gonna go with Calvin Austin the third on this one. I'm just saying Calvin Austin is a good player, and I like him. I just uh, yeah, he's a good player. It's a great day two pick, though. Guy personally, so, in my opinion, happen. I think he's a second or third round. Yeah. No, no question. So now we got the Chiefs, and we got the Chiefs again. I'm going to go with. I feel like they got to go to somebody on defense here because, you know, you got you got the good pick, uh, with, you know, the receiver. Maybe you go defense, and maybe you go Bo uh, Mafe from Minnesota that you guys were discussing before. I'm gonna have him go to Kansas City, and I think, you know, he'll he'll definitely try to stop that run even more, uh, and learn from Chris Jones and. Being able to get that experience, I think that's probably their best pick. All right, Max, what about you? I'm also going to go defense. Boy, Mafe, not a bad pick at all, especially at a team like Kansas City that can um really take the time. Because he's going to be a project guy. He's someone who is big, got the physical tools, might need some time to learn it. But I'm going to go a little bit of a safer pick. And I know that they signed Justin Reed, but we'll go get the young Ooh, guy to be the Honey Badger replacement. I think Dax Hill's the pick here. Daxton Hill from Michigan. I think they they always could need Matt Moore help in the safety, and they want to go truly breed the next Honey Badger. That's the best safety on the board. Now, uh, after Kyle, Hamilton, I mean, I don't think I'm, I'm wrong in saying this. Um, Kansas City's going to be in the playoff picture for the next few years. Am, am I wrong in saying that? Well, no. So I think they could. They they are one of the few teams in the league that could actually spend a first rounder on someone that is a potential project, but not really a project, just because it's just because he's hurt. I think they could wait on David Ojabo, and I think they could take him at thirty, and I think that that would that would just do just pay dividends for them in the future. So I'm going to go David Ojabo at thirty. It's my pick. 
Great pick. Great pick. Yeah. And uh, Cincinnati Bengals, AFC champs, I'm going to take my boy, Kyler Gordon. Um, I like Kyler Gordon going here because, look, um, big problem is <laughs> the reason probably why the Bengals lost um, this year was because of their secondary, and I think getting a corner like Kyler Gordon to possibly, you know, get rid of Eli Apple could be very, very good. So I'm going to go with... Okay, Max, what about you? Um, we're on the Bengals. Pretty simple. Keep bolstering that O-line, Kenyon Green. Bolster that O-line, only continue to do it. They have a guard right there is sitting in their lap. I think they take him. Someone who played right as long side, I believe Charles Cross. I think, believe they both played at A&M. So, yep, Kenyon Green, I think it's a pretty simple pick. Because, honestly, I don't think there's much else for the Bengals. I don't I don't know, especially at 31. I feel like there was um, a higher, there'd be a lot more. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna go def- defense on this side. Uh, I'm pretty sure Bengals fans just get a lot of uh, nightmares seeing the Eli Apple-Cooper Cup matchup. And I think they want to try to maybe uh, strengthen that position a bit. So I think they're going to go with the guy out of Auburn, uh, Roger McCreary. Um, just looking at his stats, it's, he, he led the conference with 16 passes defended in 21. Um, he does have shorter arms, but I think that he could really size up in the, in the biggest moments. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take him considering that all four of the other tight, uh, cornerbacks are off the board and they could use that position. So uh, either that or O-line, I, I don't really see a problem with either one. And 32, when Max was asking for it. So in my draft, I do have Malik Willis going there. So uh, quarterback will not be picked. Now, 32. I really got to think, who is the best player available here? At least for them. Hmm. Sorry, if anybody else wants to Max, go. You want to you wanna go? Uh, Matt. I need a little bit of time, yeah. Uh, do you not do you, I... I mean, I can wait. Okay. Well, I do think it's going to be quarterback here. And, you know, I have Malik Willis gone. I have Kenny Pickett gone. I have Desmond Ritter gone, which I don't think Desmond Ritter would have worked in Detroit anyway, so I'm kind of happy I set this up. And I think this guy is a Dan Campbell guy. I think, I'm think i not a huge Matt Corral guy. I have, I've been very against him. But I think at 32, he's much better than Sam Howell in my opinion. Not I'm if for as much as I don't like Matt ha- Matt Corral, Sam Howell is just someone who I am staying away from if I'm looking for a quarterback. So I think Matt Corral's the pick here, and I think he's very team leaderish, very football football loving guy, which thinks I think he fits into that Dan Campbell mold, a guy who loves football is going to get at it. I think he can come in, and really I think he can learn a lot from Jared Goff. I think he can compete with Jared Goff. He probably wouldn't win the job. But I think there's a lot he can learn from him and a lot he can teach him. It's a good situ- It's a goodish situation to go in because if Jared Goff can teach you and he can eventually take the reins, who knows? Maybe he has a chance to prove me wrong. So I think Matt Corral. Pick. I like that. Uh, I'm not going to go quarterback just for the simple fact that they pick second on day two. And the only team that picks before them is Jacksonville. And I would be very, very shocked if Jacksonville picks a quarterback in day two. Because maybe they need a backup for Trevor, but they could really get that in round three, four, or even later. So I'm going to go with a guy you mentioned before, Max, uh, just down the street, uh, Daxton Hill at safety. I think that the offense for uh, Detroit is is not set, 
but it's a lot better than what it was. You know, you got DJ, DJ Chark, Amon Ross, St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson. You got Panay Sewell on the line. So you could also beef up the line. But I really think that they're going to just try to just bolster that defense. And when you pair him up with, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau on the line, you have Jeff Okuda at cornerback. And if he, he can improve, you know, you, then you have a guy at safety. So you have three young potential cornerstones at each level of the defense. And I think that that's really important in a team that's trying to rebuild. So Daxton Hill is the final pick in my day one selections. And that is how I will round out Matt Mock. But that's... All right. And the pick that I will be going with is... um. You clowned me for saying George his name wrong. Carla Fittis. I think he's probably... At least I attempted to say it. Well, at least I attempted to say it. Um, so, uh, I think that's the best pick available. I like the pick personally, and I think he could do wonders for them. So, yeah. But I think that wraps up the show, folks. Thank you guys for joining us as always. Uh, Max, it's just such an honor to have you here. Um, an NFL expert like yourself. I mean, it takes a lot of... Uh, I mean, it took us, like, so long to get him here. No, I'm just kidding. But I uh, appreciate you for being here, Max. Matt, appreciate you for being here as well, doing your mock drafts. And uh, Max, would you like to give a, you know, a shout-out to what you've been doing, you know, around the globe um, right now? Yeah, I can do it. Um, we're, so, for the most part, do some work at uh, Al Sports Update. We're wrapped up for the semester. We'll be back uh, in the fall. For the most part, WHIP um, for uh, Temple Student Run Radio Station, they're also wrapped up for the year. But if you want to tune into a live stream for the draft, we will be on. Bit of a rotating panel just got announced. I will most likely be on for picks 1 through 10, uh, doing some live streaming there, talking some fun, and then there will be another great panel of people all rotating, all really just trying to live the dream. So WHIP, iHeartRadio app, maybe even on Twitch. Um, So, yeah. All right, tune in, folks. You nah, know how that goes. Matt, nah, just... give a shout-out to anything Good call. that you have. Nobody cares about Matt's thing. Nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, have the three follow, people follow that, I'll, that I'll watch plug this. Matt. Follow Matt on uh, Instagram, M-A-T-C-H-O. And then, yeah, you know what, Matt? I'm just going to say this to you right now. Could you imagine, like, one day, like, people just, like, look back at this like maybe like we'll say maybe even a hundred people look back at this right now and hear what you say at your mother's house a hater bro wonder where he's at now i just said it i'll be at your mom's house they'll never never know because they never i'm so sad i didn't get plugged by the sports mindset wow i own half of that shit bro keep losing it Fortnite. i own half of it bro all right it's a a great it was a great show guys i appreciate it all right you know what i'll give you we got a hater in the chat. But uh, Max, thank again, NFL expert here as always. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, peace.